Hey besties, you're listening to the Spill Thoughts with LRIU podcast. Enjoy! with LRIU podcast. I'm your host, LRIU. And for today's episode, I'm actually going to be reading people's confessions from Reddit because why are you here other than to just like know people's business? We find it somewhat interesting and we need drama in our lives every once in a while, don't we? Don't we all? Yeah. If you're not new and you're a returning person who listens to my podcast, thank you. But you've noticed that I've changed the podcast cover yet again. Not only that, but have I changed the intro? I think this one, like this one is longer, but it's lit. It's lit. It has Rihanna, Brandy, Carla Rae, all of these people. Like I kind of mixed the music up together myself. Super proud of it. So, yeah. Enjoy this episode. Because we're going to be reading people's confessions slash secret goal. Let's read the first one that I have here. Okay, it's not very long. That's good. Alright, so the title is, I sold my fluids for cash. What on there? What kind of fluids? What? what? Um, <clears throat> Alright, so this person says, so this guy I met online desperately begging me to come to his house and piss in his mouth. I said I'd do it for 500 euros, which I thought would be the end of it, but he agreed and I ended up going. I didn't even really need the money and don't usually sell my body or my bodily fluids, but I love getting into strange effed up situations. I'm not sure why I get bored with life sometimes. Anyway, I went round to his house. He was not very attractive, past, middle-aged guy, balding, oh, pasty, middle-aged guy, balding. He gave me the cash and took me into his living room. He seemed really nervous about it. I think I was the first girl who actually said yes to him. I stripped naked for him and... He did too, and he lay down on the towel, and I squatted over his face. I wanted to get it over with and get out of there as quickly as possible, but I was having performance issues. I had never done that before. I thought it would be easy, but I was having a really hard time making myself pee. I had drank loads of water beforehand and hadn't been all morning. 
Yet I was squatting there for ages, and my legs were aching so badly, but I managed to pee eventually, and he lapped it up greedily. He effing loved it. For me personally, it was just a bit weird and gross. Interesting to try it, but I'm not going to do that again. Ugh. That was so hard to freaking read. I was dying. I wanted to laugh. I wanted to make my face scrunch up in disgust. Oh my god. Ew. People really be out here having piss kings? I swear. No. My only question is why? Why though? That was so weird. Oh my gosh. I... First one of the episode, and we're already starting off strong. Loki is speechless, but let's continue. Wait, can we read some of the comments? Let's read some of the comments. Until you need another 500. I once heard of a guy who paid an escort girl 5,000 euros for shitting in his mouth. Nasty! These people are freaking nasty. Seriously. Someone, another person says, OMG, I was wondering about the health risk of drinking pee, but this is much more concerning. Ugh. Want to vomit. Kind of thing. Dubai porta potties do some of the most effed up stuff I've heard of. Someone else says, Just make sure there's no hidden camera in these people's houses. I don't suppose you hope to end up on porn sites for 500 euros. Yeah, true. Like, what if he was, like, recording you or something? Yeah, you should make sure of that. I don't know why. I kind of thought you were a dude. Me too. At first, I thought this person was a dude. Am I the only one? <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next confession, shall we? No, because, like, last episode, I was like, I'm not saying shall we anymore. And didn't I just say shall we? Damn. Okay, so this next confession is titled, I told my mom I hated her the day before she died. Well, damn. If you knew she was going to die the next day or, like, sometime soon, you are a piece of shit. That's what I'm telling you from now on. From, like, earlier on. All right, let's read this. So this person says, I lost almost a year of my life because my mom had become extremely ill with a liver disease. Something like chrysosis of the liver. And I had to be her carer because she had nobody else. It was fatal as a lot of untreated liver diseases can be. I told I haven't told anyone this and I promised myself it would be one of those take it to the grave secrets but I need to tell this to someone before the guilt kills me or something the day before she died we had a huge argument before I went to school we argued a lot because when you become so sick with a terminal illness that you can hardly move and you refuse to go to the hospital you get frustrated really easily I yelled at her saying that I hate her and that I would do anything to not live with her anymore I was sick of caring for her while she refused to get help which is fair enough I'm 15 and I had to do literally everything for her 
A day after that argument, I went to school, did the full six hours, and when I came home, my grandma told me she was dead. I was, I still feel disgusted for it four months later, and I haven't told anyone this until now. Dang. The thing is, uh, not to tear for her, I mean, that, that wasn't cruel, but, like, people say things out of anger, they were having an argument, as well as she's 15, and... Also, the mom was, like, killing herself because, like, well, not killing herself, but you know what I mean. Like, she refused to get medical treatment. Um, She didn't say, like, that they couldn't afford medical treatment. She said, like, the mom refused medical treatment. So, like, you know, like, so, like, the if you're refusing medical treatment for a terminal illness, what do you expect is going to happen? And I feel like you should have at least tried for your daughter, you know, because you're going to leave her without a mom, and she's like 15, which is pretty young, so, uh, I think the mom should have gone to the hospital, I'm 50-50 with this one, because, yes, it's cool to tell a dying person you hate them, especially when it's your mom, but, like, people say things all the while out of anger, and they probably would have made up after, but it's the fact that she did that, like, she died, it's, it's the fact that the mom died, like, after hearing her daughter say, I hate you. I wish the mom would have um, tried to, like, take help or get medical treatment, because she probably could have had maybe a longer time with her daughter. Alright, let's read some of the comments. A person says, you are a child. Children say dumb things, but she know you didn't mean it. You are her child, and it was very high-stress, emotional situation. She loved you and knew you loved her, too. It was just a fight. Uh, you need to forgive yourself. Talk to a therapist. Another person says, you literally weren't to know. And she would have known you genuinely didn't mean it. Being a carer isn't an easy task, especially while still a child. You can't let the guilt consume you, but keep it to but keeping it to yourself really won't help you in the long run. As suggested above, I highly recommend getting a little professional help purely so you can actually move past the guilt and be reminded you aren't a bad person. It's typical for teens to say stuff in the heat of the moment, but usually we work it out and all is good. You, on the other hand, weren't given that opportunity, so obviously the guilt won't leave you unless won't leave unless you work through it properly. I hope you realize one day that you weren't a bad person. Have, have no need to feel guilty. Upset, yes, but that's also a part of grief. Hugs to you, hon. Another person says, Forgive yourself, you're a kid. Then learn from it. Words you say matter. People that matter to us are few are and far between. Spare your temper as best as you can when dealing with your loved ones. When you're not mad anymore, you'll want them around. As you well know, you are not the first or last to make this mistake. Uh, uh, I'm not, did this person say she was a girl or a 
dude. I don't know. Uh, for this person, I would say try to forgive yourself and maybe get some professional help. People say things when they're angry and stuff that they don't mean. But I think she's guilty because she said that. But she also didn't get to properly say goodbye to her mom because, like, after she came home from school, she learned that her mom died. Which means that the last thing she said was not a goodbye or, like, a I love you or something sweet. They shared a bitter moment. So I think that's why she um, has so much guilt. Because instead of her mom died knowing that they shared a nice moment together or her saying, like, or the daughter telling her that she loves her or something, they shared a fight or, like, a bitter moment. So I think I think that's why she's guilty. Well, she feels guilty. All right, moving on. I really need to stop doing that, that thing, the thing. <laughs> Not me doing it three times after Sarah. <laughs> I'm done with myself. I, I'm done, I swear. This one is the one that will make you say, oh, my effing God. <laughs> so the title of this one says, I should not be laughing this one. Alright, so the title says, I ran over an old lady and left since she couldn't see my license plate. Did the lady, did the old lady die though? You ran over an old lady and did nothing? Like you didn't see if she was okay or not? What the hell is wrong with you? Alright, so like this person says, when I was 15, back in 1999, I just got my attempts to drive. My parents own a restaurant, so they were gone in the evenings. So one day, I decided without being licensed to drive the family van to Walgreens and buy some school supplies. I bought supplies, and as I was backing out the car at the parking lot, I didn't know how to back out a huge van. I hit an old lady, probably in her 70s at the time. I heard a thump when I hit her. I got out of the van and I was in panic since I was 15 and not supposed to be doing this as I only had my temp. What is temp? What is a temp? Do you mean like, I don't remember what that's called, but like, you know, like your learner's permit or something like that. Is that what you mean? Uh, anyways, I saw her on the ground, super dazed on the ground. I figured since I knocked off her glasses from hitting from hitting her with the van and that she was on the ground with her hands on her head, she couldn't see the license plate. I immediately got back in the van and drove myself back home. My parents came home and I pretended nothing happened. I prayed to God that night for forgiveness. The following day, the old lady was on the news in the hospital bed describing the ordeal. I feel so ashamed of this thing. Uh, damn. But like that's the thing. You know your ass shouldn't be doing it and then you still did it. But I mean that's what kids do anyways. But the fact that you didn't like really help call like. Wait but like how you back out if she was she got hit, which means she would be right behind the car. So how the hell did you back out and drive away then? I want to know. Are we making this up? Not me being fishy about the story. Because, like, if this person is backing up, right, 
and you hit the and they hit someone, and then the then the person falls right behind the car. How the hell do you get out of the parking space, unless there was like a little opening, and then you could like get to drive away or something? I have no idea how that would work. Alright, let's read some of the comments. Seventeen-year-old neighbor's kid with his learners hit my then-girlfriend, now-wife's car a couple years ago, also in our parking lot. I hadn't graduated yet, so money was super tight, and we, wouldn't, and we couldn't let him off the hook. Other neighbors said it was definitely the kid, but when we questioned the family that hit us, they said that it was the mother driving. They also denied hitting us because she didn't hear anything. Never heard my lady be so cold to another person. Had to threaten them with court, but we said we believed the mom was driving for their sake. Took about an hour, but we got that effing insurance information, and they paid out. Okay. Me not having nothing to say about that. Oh, well, on to the next. Bitch. When I tell you I read the title and my mouth, my jaw dropped. My jaw flipping dropped. Who the hell puts a murder confession on Reddit? I swear. No, these, these people want a whooping. A big whooping too. <laughs> no, because, like, you won't confess to a murder? Anyways, the title says, I killed someone with my dad at 16. Ayana in a jail? Like, what if the like someone from like, the police or whatever got a hold of this and then tracked your IP address or something like that, and now you're in jail? This one is hella long, too. So, yeah. Let's, let's just dive into this one. Okay, so this person says, My grandfather was a very well-known and successful businessman in a Gulf Arab com- country. He had his name on many buildings in the city, kind of like Trump before his presidency. When he passed away four years ago, my dad had to fly to that country to do stuff such as sell his land, collect money he had in bank accounts, and do adult business stuff like that. My family would go on vacation to this country every every so many years to visit family and because it's a very rich country this is nice for vacationing all right that's a very rich country so i'm thinking of like dubai or something but that's the first thing that comes to my mind it says arab too so so i'm thinking um dubai all right let's continue so I begged my dad to let me come. He agreed, and we both went. When we got there, we had to make a five-hour drive to one of my grandfather's orchids, orchids to meet with someone to sell it to him because my grandfather was no longer around to maintain his big orchids. We had decided to take two cars in case there was, in case there was belongings we had to bring back home. About one hour into the drive, and there is no more city. It's nothing but desert. Desert. Not me saying desert. A bitch is hungry. I'm joking. But, like, a desert. (coughs) 
Fast forward three more hours, and we reach a police checkpoint. This was no ordinary police checkpoint, just a cinder block, small shed, with cones in the road. Out comes two guys in a uniform with assault rifles. Since the car we were driving were my grandfather's BMWs, these officers had a big smile on their face. One came up to my dad's car, and one came up to mine. I don't know how to speak Arab, but my dad does. Arabic, not me saying Arab. Arab is a person. Arabic is the language. Not me sounding dumb AF on here. They asked for our passports because they clearly know we are foreign. So we hand them over. As I'm sitting in the car with the cop next to me, my dad is in the, uh, in the car directly in front of me, and I'm watching what they're doing. I couldn't understand the conversation completely, but I knew what was going on. When the cop told my dad something, he would tell my dad to translate it back to me. The cops told him that where we were going was a dangerous road, but they would call someone that couldn't take us. They told us we can leave the cars there and go with them. My dad is very smart. Is a very smart man, and he, and he grew up in this country, so he knows exactly what's happening. Pause right here. I think these officers, quote-unquote police officers, they could maybe be scammers that are pretending to be cops, or they could be actual cops who are just dirty, dirty AF, and, like, want to steal their cars or something. Anyways, let's continue. Uh, so he knows exactly what's happening. My dad said, "No, we cannot do that." The cop said, "We will get our passports. We won't get our. We will not get our passports back unless we leave our cars there." Uh, are they even allowed to do that, even if they were real police officers? Like, can't people just mind their own fucking business? I swear. This is BS. Not me getting angry for them. Anyways. Uh, the cop said we will not get our passports back unless we leave our cars there or pay a big sum of money. After telling them we don't have money to pay and can't just leave the cars, things started getting nasty. My dad and the police were now arguing. The cops started opening my dad's car door and so did the cop that was with me. I was distracted from what was happening with my dad as I tried to lock my door. In the midst of all this going on, I hear a gunshot and the cop that was fighting with my dad dropped dead. Dead. <laughs> Not me laughing, I swear. The cop that was with me gets his rifle out and started running to my dad's car. He aims at the car and I take the pistol from the glove compartment and shot him in the back of the head. I was only 16 and that was the first time... I ever even had a real gun. Wasn't going to watch someone shoot my dad. I didn't even decide if I was going to shoot him or not. It just, it was just a natural instinct to protect my dad. I didn't feel bad either because what these people were trying to do is hold us for ransom. I don't think it was necessarily ransom. I think they were just trying to scam me, y'all. It's a very common thing in that area and happen to tourists every year. They will send your family videos of you. Oh, shit. So it's actually ransom? What the fuck? Damn.
damn. Like, law enforcement over there is allowed to do this shit and get away with it. Because if they say it happens to many tourists, then... What the hell? Just a big what the hell. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I swear. So it says, um, they will send your family videos of you being tortured and demand money to release you. Most of the time, they don't even release you after getting the money. They just leave you to die. These are not good people. They are known to rape their wives and beat the children. Anyways, no one knows about this, just me and my dad. We never talk about it. Although I want to scare therapists because I can't get the image out of my head of seeing those two guys laying dead on the ground with their heads exploded. I still remember what it smelled like. It smelled like metal. I never forgot forget what it felt like to grab the passports out of someone's hand that has no head. I was only 16 and now I'm 20 and very often have night terrors. What should I do? Um, lack of emotions. That's the only thing I would do. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, never been in a situation like this. Don't plan to be in a situation like this. So how the hell would I know? I don't know what you for do. Got police, no, no. Basically, you could say, yeah, but like, you don't necessarily have no proof of them like assaulting you or like so you can't really say it was self defense. You know what I'm gonna know. Wait, so if you back up a few moments in the paragraph thingy, this long ass thingy, he said he didn't really let me find the exact thing that the per this person said. I'm assuming it's a he. Alright, so the person says, quote, I didn't even um I didn't even decide if I was going to shoot him or not. It was just a natural instinct to protect my dad. I don't feel bad either because what these people were trying to do is to hold us for a ransom, end quote. But, they, but then he said he gets night terrors. So I think what is giving him night terrors is just, he doesn't really care about them as a person. It's just that he's a bit traumatized from seeing dead bodies. The dead bodies and them essentially having no head because that's all right let's read some of the comments on this <coughs> a person says sounds like something from a movie sorry for the trauma though it does it really does sound like some shit from a movie like i have to ask did you make this up did you tell me did you make this up another person says the part about his dad being smart growing up in the country knowing what to expect etc but it's just the two of them driving in separate cars. Like, um, yeah, nope. If you're going around driving BMWs, you should be able to afford decent security or at least know which palms to Greece to get safe passage. Uh, another person says, you're not to blame. They want to commit a crime and you would have been the victim. They wanted to get your dad your car and your money maybe they would have even killed you so this is very much more self-defense than an attack it's not like you would have killed someone that was innocent no you stopped an ongoing crime the other gunman quote-unquote cop had probably killed you both it when you did if you did not shot him so it was rather justified hope you can deal with this trauma and get and it will get better over time 
That's what I'm saying. It's more of like self-defense because this, because like they stopped. They began to harass your dad, right? They began to harass you, you both of you, right? They took your passports, and they were like, "Yo, you have payment money for pass now, or come with me." Cause like they want your money. So. This is what they were doing. You were do- acting in self-defense, I would say. Because they were um, assaulting you. I would say that. So another person says, this is the last comment I'm reading for this confession. So it says, so your dad, the son of a wealthy and well-known businessman, decides to drive off to a remote place, knows it's a dangerous drive, and doesn't have an entourage or at least drivers that doubles up as bodyguards. How is how is it he's never been kidnapped to this at that moment or Because like you know yeah, I got somewhere dangerous. Yeah, you look wealthy in some way and you have wealth basically. And you don't have like no bodyguard, no nothing for like well I mean they have guns, so I guess that's the bodyguard. But like seriously, you know at least because, like they don't like most rich people just walk around with bodyguards and stuff. Like, cause like celebrities, they have bodyguards and shit. So, yeah. All right, moving on. When I read the title of this one, this is what I said. Bumble blood clots. <laughs> I swear, who? Why y'all posting this shit? Y'all nasty AF. Did it? They didn't actually write about it. They just wrote whatever they wanted to say in the title. So this person says. I'm addicted to masturbating. I woke today, and the first thing I did was spray KY desensitizing. What the fuck? Desensitizing. Not me being able to. I swear I'm dumb sometimes. (laughs) Desensitizing numbing spray, then had three shots, followed by smoking a joint. I then laid on my bed and masturbated in bliss. Is this normal? No, the fuck it's not. Please get help. Why do people do this? I am so traumatized. This is nasty AF. I am speechless, but I still have words to say. <sighs> Why? Well, I mean, some people are actually addicted to intercourse. Not me not wanting to say the S word. But still. Oh, have I, like, oh. I s- uploaded my first episode on YouTube yesterday. It was a mess, kind of. Because, like, I spent basically two days trying to figure out what I was going, like, how I was going to do that. Like, which device I was editing it on and which editing program I was going to use and stuff like that. But it's up. It's not bad. So, yeah, you can go go on YouTube and type in Slow Thoughts with LRI Podcast on YouTube and then see Season 2, Episode 6. Intelligent, but poor, stupid but rich, the indifferences based on wealth, education, and class. That's what the episode was called. Now me remembering all of that. Anyways, let's read like three of these comments or so on. So it says, keep on giving yourself undeserved dopamine spikes. Eventually, it's going to get harder and harder to climax, and you're going to have to resort to weirder and weirder rituals to get there. 
why is I mean <laughs> Alright. Moving on to the next confession. So this next confession is a little longer. It's one of the longer ones as well as it provides a trigger warning warning. So it says the title is I wish my brother died on his sixteenth birthday. Why though? Let's read to find out. Okay, so it says I know this is awful and I'm a terrible person and I'm probably just being overdramatic, but I need to get this off my chest. I'm a middle child and my eldest brother is seven years older than me. On his sixteenth birthday he had a seizure and was rushed to the hospital. When I was when I was eleven he began trying to do sexual things with me. I won't get into detail, but I assume most of you can imagine. Oh, so he tried to molest you? I'm so sorry. Oh, God, no. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing the confession up on your screen. So you know why. Because um, if you read down more. Anyways, let's continue. Since then, my life hasn't been the same. I used to feel the need to starve myself all day and not go into the bathroom to use it till I feel safe to do so because I was terrified of him and what he might do to me. Due to this, I was underweight and extremely unhealthy, but what could I do? I was so scared. It, if he saw me, he may get urges and try to rape me. Because of him, I can't even go into public spaces or eat around men. Because every time I try, I try, I spiral. I start shaking and crying when I get, and and I get engulfed with fear. When I finally had the courage to tell someone, and my parents found out, nothing for him changed. He still got to be around my little sister. He still got to walk around free. He still got the same amount of respect. Everyone just pretends it never happened. I wish I put him in jail, but my mother guilt-tripped me into not telling the police and getting him arrested. I envy how his life got to see the same, yet my life had to flip upside down for his actions. I know my parents favored, favored him, and for that, I will always be jealous. I love my parents, but I, need, but I know they love him more than they could ever love me. After all, I just seem to create issues for them. And because of that, every night I cry and wish that he died on his 16th birthday. When I still thought he wanted to protect me, when I still had my innocence, he was meant to keep me safe, but instead he left me with a weight so heavy I'm constantly on my knees unable to move forward and grow. I'm so sorry that he has to go through this. And your parents allow him around your little sister? You know, I hate parents like this. Hate them so much. Like, seriously? I 
and he's and everybody like swept that under the carpet he still gets respect as you said and so on and no one's looking at him differently what the hell and your mama meanwhile Ricardo guilt trip you but not tell the police she want leak she want leak Did, like, they ever, like, offer to get you, like, mental help or something? Because obviously you're struggling with this and obviously you're scared. And they do nothing. They just sweep it under the rug and and pretend everything's okay. What the hell? No, I swear. If I were you, I would watch him around your little sister. Okay, let's read some of the comments. A person says, don't feel bad after reading. Don't feel bad. After reading this, I also wished he died. Now we were, now we are in the club together. So at least you're not the only one who wishes he's dead. He was dead. No, dying somewhat brings you peace. You want him to have misery. Send him to jail. Send his ass to jail. Don't wish he was dead. Send his ass to jail. You probably have. Knowing how effed up the legal justice system is he didn't actually rape you he just tried to which in their books is he didn't do anything so I don't know how well that could hold up in court for you and I don't think you have proof that he actually made sexual advances towards you so I guess on the other hand wishing him dead would do you more good because I don't know how well that would hold up in court okay let's read another comment so this person says you're not a terrible person you're a very nice and strong person okay your brother and sadly your parents are terrible terrible human beings please try not to think about yourself that way and try to seek therapy if you're not doing that already i'm sending you so much love and prayers and hope that you will heal and feel better. Just know that I believe in you. And you can text me if you ever need someone to talk to. I really hate the parents. I really do. Another person says, we don't get to pick our family. But you do get to pick who you spend your time with. Maybe you need to reconsider being around your family. I would probably cut them off. Sorry if that was harsh. Whatever. Me too, but I cut them off. Do I give a fuck? No. I would cut them off too. Like, even the parents. Like, they don't offer you therapy. No, no. After that, they just, like, pretended that you didn't feel scared to be around your brother, a family member. Bro, I swear. People can go to hell, I swear. Alright, moving on. Okay, so this next one is titled, I swear there's something in the basement. This one is telling me that there's going to be some like, creepy vibes to this one. This is also going to be the last confession I'm reading. Woo. Okay, so it says, I study theater and go to this really old school where our costumes and prop closet is in the basement. 
To access this closet, you need to open an iron door and walk down a corridor for the costume closet. But not a lot further is a room where the old door to our prop closet is. The room is completely empty. Apparently, it also used to be a storage before I started going to my school. I was once down in the costume closet with one of my classmates. It was just the two of us. We were picking things out, and both of us had this feeling in our chest that something wasn't right. We've been down there before and felt that feeling, but before we had never never been by ourselves, always in bigger groups, so it hadn't been this scary. We were talking about it while picking things out. The closets were where most of the costume is kept is further down into the room where my friend was. I was right by the door where the hats and accessories are when my friend screamed and poked his head out from the closet. He swore he had just seen someone in the closet with him. My friend is very spiritual and the fact that he saw something scared me. And I believed him since I also consider myself pretty spiritual, but not as much as my friend. Though we both were scared, we didn't leave the closet because I think we were down there for an assignment, so we couldn't just bail and leave. Bitch, me have me I run, run, cut it, gun, nasty me I get done this so. <laughs> Girl said she couldn't bail and leave. No, you alone. Not long afterwards, I was talking to my friend in the distance and kind of just turned a little, but not fully to him, so I could hear him better. And as I did that, I swear I saw something standing in the door to the closet. It looked like it was a silhouette of a person, but it was standing in a position like it was creeping or stalking. Probably me. It was right in the corner of the door. Like it didn't want to be seen, but it looked like it was standing in the direction of me. I stood there, frozen for a few seconds before turning completely to the door, and it wasn't there anymore. Bro, not me feeling scared in my own room. No, dead ass. I hate, like, watching scary movies. I'm always like, I'm not scared. I hate to this. And then, like, as soon as the first jump scare come on, I'm like, nope, not doing this. Not doing this. And then I turn it off, so... Yeah. Alright, so it says, let's continue. I immediately asked my friend to come to me, and I told him exactly what I saw, and he said that he had seen the exact same thing in one of the closets a little earlier. Then we heard a noise coming from the corridor outside the closet, but it was just our mentor coming to see how it was going, but was met by the two of us being terrified. We told him what we had seen, and our mentor had every right not to believe us. I mean, there was two teenagers in the costume closet in the basement, swearing that they weren't alone, looking absolutely terrifying, and him and his, and him in his thirties had a lot more, and a lot more mature. Said, in all seriousness, you must like be right. He had never seen anything himself, but I've also had a feeling we were having a few times when he's been there. I know he believed us because he's never denied spirituality. He all he have actually asked me to read him before with my tarot cards 
and was really open to it. I've also discussed spirituality with him, him not denying us what was him not denying us was what made us more sure that there's a possibility that there's something down there and we wanted to leave. We immediately, with the help of our mentor, got everything we needed and left. As we were leaving, my friend told us he had just seen it again, probably watching us leave. When we left the corridor and closed the iron door, that feeling disappeared. Him and I have been there again since, but never by ourselves. And that is the end of today's episode. Uh, uh, make sure to follow the podcast. And, yeah, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and give the video a like. Bye.